A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to the Unspun Podcast. I'm Matt Ford and this podcast from Dave features highlights from the show, which you can watch every Wednesday at 10pm on Dave and you can also watch afterwards on UK TV Play. This podcast features uh, the first section of the show and then an interview with Conservative MP Michael Fabricant. Now, of course you would expect me to say that the interview is unmissable and that he's a wonderful guest You have to believe me when I tell you this is absolutely off the chain. I have never in my life interviewed anyone like Michael before, and the reaction to him already has been overwhelming. So you are in for a very, very special kind of treat. Do enjoy. Welcome to Unspun, the show that untangles the spin from the world of politics and tries to stop you crying yourself to sleep at night. It's been another busy week. One of Nigel Farage's aides was sentenced to eight months in prison in the US for money laundering on the dark web. If you don't know what the dark web is, it's a place on the internet which is incredibly secretive and very hard to access. Or as Paul Nuttall calls it, his own website. (laughs) Ricky Tomlinson claims that the late countdown host, Richard Whiteley, was a government spy. Apparently the orders came right from the top, two from the middle, and four from the bottom. (laughs) The Guardian has been accused of trolling the SNP by including the words sturgeon and racist next to each other in a crossword. (laughs) The SNP haven't put out an official statement, but did retaliate in one of their own leaflets. Coming up, I'll bring you the latest developments from inside President Trump's White House, which are incredible even by his standards, and I'll be joined by Conservative Brexiteer Michael Fabricant. Believe me, you do not want to miss him. As always, I'm joined by my house band of real MPs. They've got David Davis eyes. It's MP4! (laughs) Fellas, pleasure to see you again. There have been a lot of developments in politics this week. One of the big ones, just a couple of days ago, was William Hay calling for an early general election. Uh, Greg, he's a member of your party. Do you agree with him? Uh, it won't happen. The Prime Minister said she won't call an early election. The electorate tend to be suspicious of governments that go early. What's around the corner? What, what is it we don't know? And third, but by no means least, we have the Fixed Term Parliaments Act, which says that two-thirds of MPs have to vote for an election for there to be one. But two-thirds of MPs might want one. I mean, the Tories might want one to increase their majority, uh, and Labour might want one to decrease theirs. (laughs) (laughs) Let's crack on. (laughs) The Brexit bill has hit its first obstacle. The government has just suffered its first defeat over its Brexit bill after the House of Lords voted against legislation passed by MPs. So what did the Lords vote to do? They voted by a large majority to give European Union nationals who already live here the right to stay in the UK. They want the government to guarantee the rights of EU nationals, partly because it's an issue of fairness 
and partly because the average age of the Lords is over 70 and it's mostly underpaid European workers wiping up after them at home. <laughs> the Lords want the Brexit Bill amended because there are millions of EU nationals who've been left feeling like they don't belong in the UK, or as they prefer to be called, Scotland. <laughs> Not now, Pete, we will come on to it. <laughs> the debate was intense on both sides. 358 Lords voted to protect the rights of EU nationals. 256 didn't. Among them was Lord Tebbit, who put it this way. We seem to be thinking of nothing but the rights of foreigners. <laughs> he says in a leather-lined chamber full of British Lords dripping in gold. <laughs> Just in case you think he's making a wider point about the rights of everyone, EU and UK nationals, he went on to say this. At a time when so often these days we hear slave traders criticised, <laughs> my noble and learned friend, the Lord Hailsham, has made the most splendid defence of them. <laughs> Finally, someone sticking up for the slave traders. <laughs> Stay tuned for his splendid defence of hit-and-run drivers. <laughs> Until now, there's been little comfort for EU nationals living here. The government can't just bring itself to fully say the words. Tory backlash as Theresa May fails to guarantee EU citizens' rights. The government is saying that EU nationals can stay, they just can't guarantee it. I hope Amber Rudd never opens a garage. Oh, yeah, the brakes work fine. No, I can't guarantee it. <laughs> the Prime Minister was so desperate to get her way, she did something unprecedented. Theresa May makes shock appearance in House of Lords to watch Brexit bill debate. She was just sitting there in front of the throne, staring at them. Nice little ass of lord you got here. <laughs> Shame if it got broke. <laughs> Thankfully, it didn't work. Uh, these are experienced politicians. How weak does she think they are? We should guarantee the rights of EU nationals. Yeah, it is the moral thing to do. Oh, shit, the boss is here. Yeah, as I was saying, yeah, chuck them all out. Yeah, force <laughs> if necessary. I'll build the bloody boats myself. <laughs> The bill goes back to the Commons this week, where they will just remove the amendment and send it back to the Lords. It's a bit like sending back a meal in a restaurant. You hope they'll change it, but all they do is gob on it and give it back to you. <laughs> <laughs> we have four experienced parliamentarians uh, in our midst. Uh, Greg, you, you are a knight yourself, so Greg Knight. Would you go further and get a peerage? No, I wouldn't yes, accept a peerage. Yes. <laughs> Unless it was for something important like saving the band. <laughs> and then I'd like to be Lord Rockingham. <laughs> Kevin Ian, you're Labour men. Would any of you accept peerages? Well, I don't think I would, actually, Matt. I'm, uh, my background's a bit more chivalry than chivalry. I think I'll, uh, <laughs> I think I'll stick with the Commons. That's where I belong. I yeah. definitely would. <laughs> but only so I could rip the walls down personally from the inside. <laughs> and, and, and I would be Lord Unspun, of course. <laughs> when UKIP aren't campaigning against outsiders, they resort to what they do best, campaigning against each other. <laughs> if you haven't seen the news this week, let me summarise it for you. Their former leader is attacking their only MP, their only MP is attacking their current leader, and the current leader is attacking himself. <laughs> Nigel Farage is at war with their only Member of Parliament. Nigel Farage has called for UKIP's only MP, Douglas Carswell, to be expelled from the party. So what's Nigel's problem with Douglas Carswell? He tried to undermine everything we stood for for a very long time in terms of policy. Uh, in terms of campaigns, and you know, we should have dealt with this. We should have dealt with this at the end of 2015. The party very nearly did, but look, it's not up to me; it's up to them. 
Farage and his sugar daddy, Aaron Banks, don't believe that Carswell is a real UKIP man. And they're right, he's not. He got elected to Parliament. <laughs> it could be that, or it could be to do with short money, an allowance from the state for political parties. Carswell chose not to claim the full entitlement, which left UKIP having to raise extra money themselves. The rift exposes two wings within UKIP. Douglas Carswell is a cerebral libertarian who's written books about the future of citizenship in an online world. Nigel Farage drinks beer at lunchtime. <laughs> Farage claims that Carswell is undermining Paul Nuttall, but come on, he's perfectly capable of undermining himself. <laughs> Here he is on Sky News this weekend, defending himself against claims that he lied. I didn't lie about weapons of mass destruction. I didn't send anyone into an illegal war. I didn't say anything racist. I've never been caught in a paedophile gang or anything. <laughs> you never said you had, Paul. Where's that come from? I've never been caught in a paedophile gang. I mean, only the stupid ones get caught. <laughs> Being a politician isn't all glamour, film premieres and fast cars. In fact, it isn't that at all. It's time to find out from serving MPs what it's really like. The speaker. If I said the speaker, would that... You can edit this out. You'd edit that one out. The speaker is there to be seen and heard infrequently, but he seems to have other ideas about it. MPs who just talk for... Talk for Britain, who filibuster... Who is the worst behaved? Oh, that's a good question. Michael Gove used to come behind the speaker's chair to shout abuse at Ed Miliband. So, believe it or not, myself, Davy Hamilton, who was a whip then, and others used to physically have to block him off. I'm pretty badly behaved these days. Pete Wishart, and he's on your programme, and he plays in that band, and you ought to tell him, or someone ought to tell him, his behaviour in the House of Commons is, is, uh, is reprehensible. Tim Lowe, that was super in that little group, they're standing in the corner, and they, they're up in the... You know, they're standing... It's like being at the back of the class. You know? No, no, I'm... I am absolutely the epitome of courtesy, respectfulness and quiet retiring Violet. And us lot, well, I mean, we don't really want to be there anyway. <laughs> you can assume what I would call extremely wet Tories. I think Anna Soubry might be a member of the wrong party at the moment. At least half of Labour's backbenchers should not be... At least half. Actually, it's more than that. It's probably about three quarters. She's probably about 99% of the Labour Party. She'd not be in the Labour Party at the moment. People might say that I'm in the wrong party at the moment because of Brexit. Douglas Carswell. Douglas Carswell. Having left the Tories, gone to UKIP, I think he's on his way back to the Tories. Nick Clegg, he should be a Tory. I think there's quite a few people sitting opposite me who should have been in the Hitler Youth Burst the other night. It would be completely wrong to mention. I don't think John McDonald should be in the Labour Party. Any uh, in your party? No, all our party, every member of my party is absolutely in the right, uh, right place and is going to remain there loyally serving our fantastic Prime Minister and doing great work for this country. <laughs> Pete, yes. we have to give you a right to reply there. Alan Johnson said that your behaviour in Parliament is reprehensible. Yeah. I, I can't believe that, and it's a bit rich coming from someone who came on this programme to talk about his love of spanking. <laughs> <laughs> You did. Um, <laughs> do you ever get in trouble for your behaviour in Parliament? 
Well, they've been ticked off by the Speaker a few occasions. I've actually been thrown out of Parliament once. That was only for using my mobile phone. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. Yeah, but you're trying to hit someone with it, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much, fellas. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Now it's time for my special guest. He's a Conservative MP and Brexiteer who once had to apologise for shouting bollocks in Parliament. <laughs> Please welcome Michael Fabricant. Michael, we've been wanting to get you on for a very long time. It's fair to say, isn't it, you get yourself into a fair bit of trouble. All the time. Every time I meet him, it's true, every time I meet him, I get sacked. So the last time we did a show, I was the vice chairman of the Conservative Party, day after I got sacked. I'll probably now be uh, thrown out of the Conservative Party and I'll have to join Douglas Carswell and sort of be an independent. Because I don't think you'll last in UKIP for long. That's my theory. Anyway. But you... You've been quite gentle towards UKIP in the past, haven't you? You advocated a, a, a pact of sorts. Yeah, well, that was because David Cameron wouldn't accept that unless we actually addressed the UKIP problem and did something or other, we weren't going to win the next election. Because even if they only took 5% of our votes, it would mean that on the margin... Serious stuff here. On the margin, <laughs> it would mean we wouldn't get elected and, I don't know, somebody like Labour would instead. So... It was a problem, but I don't like UKIP because they're not socially liberal like me. I've always been very socially liberal. So you wouldn't advocate a pact now? No. No, no, no. I wasn't seriously actually advocating... This is serious stuff. It's supposed to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did publish a, a leaflet about... Yeah, 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 but I was actually trying to demonstrate that, you know, if we didn't address the whole Europe question, UKIP would keep shaving off those last three or four percent of our vote. But there's no way we could... You know, although I, I personally believe in... We'd have a much better future outside the EU, I don't... You know, there's such a bunch of bigots, most of them, and I'm not into all that. I'm, on, I'm into free sex. I'm into abortions. I'm into gay sex. Yeah, everything. Let's do it now. I, I, I'm a liberal chap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure we could get away with that on TV. And I don't want to do it. <laughs> it's a key thing. So, yeah, let's just go to... I'll tell you what, if you haven't tried it, you don't know. When did you last try it? <laughs> well, which one? Which one? Free sex? The gay sex. I've never on had gay sex. On the floor. I've never, <laughs> never, I've never had, do it. I've never had gay sex on the floor or anywhere oh, right, else. OK. Um, is it good? Oh, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> So would that be your... I, I think I prefer it standing up on the Pakistani International Airlines flight. <laughs> that, to me, would be good. 
but not in the toilet. So you're not, you know, doing it on the Thousand Mile High Club or whatever it's called. You just do it in the aisle. I think it's the Mile High Club. <laughs> mile High. Thousand Mile High Club. We passed the moon, I think. Um, but wherever you want to do it, Mike. You know. That's, um, so would that Is be that a my... proposition? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's me demonstrating your freedoms as an individual. Oh, yeah. um, would, they, would that be your manifesto, then, to be Prime Minister? Sort of free sex, what was it? Gay sex, all sex? All sex, bisex. We're all <laughs> rainbow-coloured, don't you think? You know, we're not... Only... Comp I don't know how I got into this. I wasn't going to discuss it before. But I, I don't think... Do you mean politics be... or this conversation? <laughs> <laughs> no, o o only the Prime Minister thinks, how did he get into politics? <laughs> Georgie thinks that every day. No, I just think only computers are ones and noughts. I think human beings... We're into sort of anything in between. So uh, you mentioned the Prime Minister there. You had a tricky relationship with her predecessor, David Cameron, didn't you? At times. No, we got on very well, but on times, you know, he didn't like the pact. But, uh, yeah, we got on. I still want to run our by-elections in the days when we used to win them, because we just had a great by-election victory. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But he, <laughs> but he did fire you. He did fire me, yeah. We... <laughs> because of anything I did other than appearing on your show, as I said earlier. <laughs> you know. On with Matt Ford, fire him. <laughs> well, hopefully that doesn't lead to any sort of retribution tonight for the Prime Minister, but you prefer Theresa May, is it fair to say? Yeah, I, uh, I wouldn't say prefer, they're both very different, but she's very genuine, I think. I think she comes over as a genuine person. You know, we had Tony Blair, ultra-slick, and David Cameron, you know, nice... Genuinely a nice guy, but very slick, very professional. Uh, Gordon three... Brown in between those two. Gordon Brown. Well, full so screen. To speak. <laughs> 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 you know, oh, I've got a smile here. <laughs> and, um, but no, Theresa May, I think, comes over well because she is what she is and uh, she ums and ers a bit of Prime Minister's Question Time, just like anybody might do that. And. Uh, we're all human. She comes over as that. So, when you draw that distinction between her and David Cameron, do, do you think, then, that David Cameron was a bit false? Is that what you're saying? Listen, all politicians are false. Ask the band! No. <laughs> <laughs> falses! No. <laughs> I mean, fellas, you've got to be given a right to apply there. Are, are any of you falses, or do you feel like you're all authentic, real politicians? Well, when I, uh, when I started out in the House of Commons, I went in one day without a tie on, uh, uh, and Michael actually complained to the speaker about it for uh, just turning up. Oh, genuinely. only because you were moaning about something else. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Pete is one of the most lovely guys on earth. But as I've told you, you his face <laughs> in the chamber, you would not believe it. He's always angry, angry for I could almost be me. And... <laughs> <laughs> if anything, I think he's toned you down there. <laughs> he's put a positive spin on things. Um, so, you and Greg have both been Conservative MPs for a long time. He's hiding behind the drum. Hey. <laughs> 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 he was a whip. He was the Deputy Chief Whip. And in Maastricht, he used to get hold of me by the tie and strangle me. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be Only a really... by the tie, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes! And 
I used to be a really quiet guy. And it's, only, it's true. It's only because of the brain damage he did that I'm like I am today. True. Is that true? Uh, a little. Uh, <laughs> I just want to reassure people at home. Michael is a real MP. <laughs> this is genuine. Um, Michael, you get yourself... We, we sort of alluded to it earlier. You get yourself into sort of scrapes and things. Um, you have a knack of asking questions in Parliament in a, in a sort of unique way. Uh, this is one of my favourites. Um, this was about HS2, I think. Does the Honourable Lady understand that it is not much fun standing on a platform and a high-speed train sucks you off because of the turbulence? <laughs> <laughs> May I just say, and I'm now straightening my non-existent tongue, that what I was actually meaning to say was that the train doesn't stop at Litchfield, to my lovely Litchfield that I represent. And I was merely saying, it's a very real problem. If you stand by the platform, you do get sucked off. <laughs> you will often find me on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> The pendolino doesn't work always as well as I'd hoped. Yeah. <laughs> careful I've got that. great hopes for HS2. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you... I love him, he laughs at all my jokes. Do, uh, do you have ministerial ambitions? <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. And now I'm enjoying my life as a backbencher and asking lots of... Interesting questions. Like, I mean, today we were talking about different things. We were talking about claims about whiplash. And I was saying that, uh, you know, uh, I'd been shunted up the rear end. <laughs> <laughs> and I did have to point out, it's true, you can read Hansard. And I said it was a car. And then more people started laughing. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I got a bit of advice. I, I took a, a year's break between school and university, and I stayed at school, and I taught. It's a serious bit coming up now. And the best advice I got was from the head of the chemistry department, and he said, if you're going to communicate, Michael... This, is, this was meant for 10 and 11 and 12-year-olds. But he said, if you're going to communicate, Michael, it's got to be 80% entertainment and 20% facts and figures. And I find that really works well in the House of Commons. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to just finally ask you... Um, finally. Because we're very lucky to get you on a show like this, because you've turned down shows that, uh, that are arguably bigger. You were offered, apparently, £100,000 to do I'm a Celebrity in the jungle, and you turned it down. Is that true? It was, no, it's not. It was a lot more than that, but I'm not allowed to <laughs> <laughs> A lot more than that. It just made me wonder how much you would accept to eat anus. Well, look, back to our, back to our earlier conversation about what we could do on the floor. <laughs> and a little bit of masochism. What could be better than lying there naked and insects rubbing <laughs> all over your nipples? <laughs> Yay! You'd be the only... pay them! <laughs> <laughs> Michael... I'm so sorry to say that that is all we've got time for. It has flown by. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael <laughs> Fabrican! <laughs> That's all we've got time for this week. Thanks once again to Michael Fabrican. And as always, here to play us out, it's the Statesman of Rock and Roll, MP4! <laughs> <laughs>
Well, there you go, Michael Fabrican. In fact, if anything, I don't think I did justice to how wonderful and how eccentric he is. It was an absolute pleasure to have him on. And if you would like to watch the interview, it's even more uh, incredible on your TV screens. You can catch up with UK TV Play, which is uh, UK TV's online catch-up service. And you can watch the show every week, 10pm on Dave. You can tweet about it using the hashtag Unspun. And you can follow Dave at Dave Channel on Twitter. You can also follow the Twitter feed of the show at Dave Unspun. And if you would like to come and see the show recorded live in London, you can get free tickets at tvrecordings.com. Thank you very much. Ta-ra.